You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Welcome to another Real Wealth Story. I'm Kathy Fetke and Rich Fetke, my co-CEO and co-hubby, uh, or just co-hubby, is here, <laughs> hello, with, hello. here with me today. And we've got Maggie and Mark McKinney to talk about Real Wealth. Welcome back, you guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, great to see you. (laughs) Well, we are focusing on real wealth stories, which is not so much about accumulating millions of dollars, although that's nice, but really accumulating millions of minutes of great memories and uh, really a life that people dream of. And I think you two really, really (laughs) represent that of uh, one way of living real wealth. I think a lot of people will be inspired by yeah, it's really real wealth really is about living life on your own terms. And I think you guys do a really good job of living life on your own terms. So we want to kind of dig in and find out more about that and how you're doing that and what you plan to do. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Happy mm-hmm. to we've been very lucky and have a very, very special, awesome life. So happy to happy to share it. <laughs> awesome. So I mean, I think we should do a little backstory on Maggie for people who don't know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. So Maggie came to work at Real Wealth Network uh, many years ago. Do you know what the year was, Maggie? I think it was 2009. 2009. Okay. She came in as um, kind of an assistant slash office manager and then took over the whole Real Wealth Investor Academy and our live events and then moved on to become the director of syndications and oversaw that. And then she said, I'm taking a sabbatical <laughs> or I want to. And so she wanted to travel the world and visit. How many countries did you want to hit by the time you were 30? Uh, so the original goal was just to hit one country on each continent by the time I turned 30. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good goal. Awesome. <laughs> and did you accomplish that? Besides Antarctica, except for Antarctica. Uh, right, yeah, I by, by two months. I think we got down to South America in October, my my. 30th birthday year. So it, it counted awesome. <laughs> really close. Excellent. And I want to point out that you had a really clear goal and a lot of people have ideas and wishes and wants, but it's never put in writing as a clear goal that this is going to happen. And you did. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point you were kind of stressing out because you're like, oh, I'm going to be 30 and I haven't made it to these continents. <laughs> so you booked your flights. Um, after that, then that wasn't enough, right? Then you wanted more. So what was the next goal? Then she said, I want a man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, so the next goal, travel related or just like life investing related or I mean, I, I feel like I, I get lots of different goals, but after, after kind of uh, going to one country on each continent, um, we kind of realized I had a job that I could work remotely. Obviously everyone at, at Real Wealth already uh, kind of works independently. Uh, so being in the office wasn't really a necessity. And so I kind of approached you guys about working remotely full-time for, for um, so that we could just kind of continue our travels. Um, you guys were open to it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think I've been doing that for four years. It's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I think that, you know, it's partly part of the inspiration for Real Wealth to become a remote and virtual company, you know, that's <laughs> almost 10 years ago when we were, you know, looking at that and making the transition and we ended up ending, ending the, the, the lease up in Walnut Creek at our mm-hmm. office and now we're a 100% remote company. So you're a big influence on that. <laughs> yep. 
But coming back to what Rich said about finding a man, I mean, you were very clear about that it was time for a partner. Uh, you were really clear about what you wanted. And, and then you met Mark and it turns out he had been living across the street. <laughs> you didn't True. even know it, but you end up meeting him online, even though he lived across the street. That's funny. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Cupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as I recall, um, Mark was traveling a lot with his business and that's kind of how that uh, started as you wanted to spend more time with him. So you asked, well, can I go to Monterey for a week while he's there and work from there? I, th I can get everything done. I promise. And it, it worked out. And that's when you discovered that you could get the job done remotely. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I get a question from Mark for starting with Mark. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk about real wealth. We talk about living life on your own terms, having the money and the freedom to live life on your own terms. So what is it for you when you think about what real wealth is to you? Um, I guess real wealth to me is um, not being tied down to too many things, having a lot of, you know, time to do what you want, kind of when you want to do it um, nice. for the most part. Um, part of that's, you know, just getting rid of a lot of the material things we used to have and by being more minimal, um, it takes a lot of stress off your life, I feel like, and you can stay more focused on the things that are important to you. Mm. Um, obviously traveling, you can't take a lot with you. So you kind of learn to deal with it for a bit. And then after a bit of time, you realize, well, there's not all these things you know that you see on tv or commercials going to the stores that you really need there's only certain things that are really important to you and by you guys that, you guys went for many months and just backpacks right isn't that years. all that you brought years <laughs> years yeah, yeah. It was four years um you know returning to the states every few months to attend work meetings or family events and then going back on the road and then Obviously, uh, COVID happened, and that's kind of slowed things down a bit, but we're still out here making it work and hope to get on the road again when we can, and it's safe. Nice. What about you, Maggie? Same type of definition? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's very close to that, that like real wealth definition, you know what I mean, of having the, the time and the, the finances to kind of live life on your terms. I mean, it's very like, yeah, that, that's what I want. I, I want to want to have the, the financial means and the time uh, to just kind of take off when I get an idea, um, having that kind of clear, I don't know, like, like mental state and just, just financial state and just, just being able to, to kind of follow my ideas, <laughs> if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 yeah so how I mean, I, I know when you, when you both realized it was time to just hit the road in backpacks, you didn't just put a bunch of stuff in storage, which to Mark's point is more burden. Yeah, um, you just got rid of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we literally sold anything that we weren't sentimentally attached to. Uh, my parents have a storage unit in Red Bluff. And so we just kind of put, you know, our photos and the kind of stuff that we couldn't mm. replace uh, there. But yeah, for the most part, we got rid of everything, all of our furniture, like, yeah, just big old car sale yeah. and Mark sold a bunch of, yeah, cars, nothing. It's all gone. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. And and so financially, I mean, obviously, Maggie, you were still working for us full time uh, for a long time. You took the last year off after you, after you two got married. Uh, but what have you learned about money in this time? Obviously, you've had to really budget. Mm -hmm. um, you've when I look at you on on uh, Instagram, you're at really nice places. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. beachfront. Like, <laughs> what have you learned about the cost of living um, and living your dreams? Uh, 
it's a lot cheaper outside of the U.S. in California. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. California. Right? <laughs> yeah, is like the big, big secret. I mean, at least that that for our lifestyle and for the things that we like to do, um, being outside of the states, uh, it has has been a big help for the budget. Being outside of the Bay Area, I mean, just. When I think about how much money we spent in rent in the Bay Area, once we just kind of got rid of our apartment there and we're living abroad, I mean, it's it's just, you can't really compare it. You know what I mean? Like we, we couldn't spend that much money on apartments. I mean, you could, you could, but um, yeah. So just kind of being conscious of that there are places with more affordable cost of living and, and, and that's kind of how we get around it for the most part. I mean, obviously, like you said, I was working full time. So being able to kind of maintain uh, that level of income and go someplace where it went farther um, really kind of helped me financially. Yeah, just pay off debt, pay off anything like we just weren't spending as much money. So I guess it's really like just controlling expenses. Yeah, I mean, eliminating debt was a big goal of both of ours before mm -hmm. we headed out. Yeah. Um, that frees up a lot of money, and mm -hmm. I have. Do you have student loan debt? Uh, student loan, credit card. Yep. Just yeah. any type of debt, and then also getting rid of everything and moving like that, um, eliminating nearly every bill we get. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's than, like you cell know, phone bill. That's a it. A phone bill, and if that's Aren't the only thing you really need to pay each month, then that frees up a lot of time and money. Yeah. And your real estate investors too, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So we also have, have a duplex in Cleveland. Uh, that that's just, yeah, it does cares for itself. The, the, I have two, uh, renters in there and they cover the mortgage and all the expenses. So it's just kind of going along doing its own thing. <laughs> is it, does it, is there money left afterwards? Is there cash flow? Uh, a, a little bit right now. I'm, I'm, have kind of a friend deal going on right now with one of the tenants so <laughs> paying less than than market rent but if i had two market rent tenants we'd be we'd be making pretty good money oh, good <laughs> yeah for you. it's a it's a great really really nice yeah, even then i mean somebody's you know covering your mortgage so yep. yeah much to complain about yeah. even if you're not getting a huge flow at the time you know yeah you got an asset there for the yeah, long yeah. haul yeah well, what, do, what are your plans next anything with real estate investing beyond the duplex? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would like to. I mean, the, this was kind of my my tester just to kind of see how real estate investing went, if it all worked out. Um, obviously, working with you guys and all of our clients for so long, we'd, we'd seen it work a bunch of different times, but it's different when you kind of do it yourself. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, a little scarier. <laughs> Every property is different here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so that that worked out really well. Um, so, but yeah, I definitely want to buy more in the future. I really like um, our place in Cleveland. Where that's actually where we are right now is in Cleveland. We love this city and, and love this area. And our uh, duplexes in Lakewood. So, I'd, I'd like to get some more in this area um, in the future. Uh, as you said, we kind of are just coming off of a sabbatical, so I'm still kind of figuring out, out, uh, yeah, what my next steps are professionally. Um, obviously, still working with you guys in, in a lot of ways, but also trying to figure out if I'm going to do something else. Um, so once I kind of figure that out, then it'll get back into investing mode. But yeah, so far it's worked out really well. So that's my long-term retirement plan <laughs> is to get some properties. So and good for you. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Mark, you uh, you've used your points for a lot of the travel, right? And and have found ways yeah. to make travel pretty cheap. Yep, just sign, signing up for credit cards, using those offers, making sure to pull off or pay off the full balance each month, um, and collecting those points, and you know, using it to 
travel around the world and get free airfare and things like that definitely helps. And, you know, it's something with anyone with good credit you could do. So you open up a new credit card and you get uh, travel points for that? Right. There's usually a minimum spending balance over a period of time, which, you know, when you're traveling, uh, renting places and eating out all the time or buying flights, it's pretty easy to hit that goal. Yeah, um, right. Points in your account and then, you know, just put the credit card away. Don't touch it again. And you usually come out a little bit ahead. Now, do you close the account or you just don't use it? You <laughs> pay it off and I, don't I use tend it? To, yeah, just keep it open. Um, they'll close it after a few years. If it's inactive or it's one of the ones with other perks, um, we'll keep using it. But yeah, it's always better to, you know, keep them open because it helps with your credit balance. It, it does. I mean, Rich, you've been working a lot with our credit consultant and you need to uh, keep your credit cards open and maybe use them occasionally for a, a start, you know, a coffee or something like that and yep. keep yep. using them, but, but keep the balance. And pay low. them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I paid off my student loans and that actually hurt my credit report. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's funny. Really wild. Huh? Yeah. Paying each month, you know, falls off the report and, you know, it's only minimal points and it bounced right back, but. That's so funny. We were just about, we we're just doing a refi on our house and, and the lender said, Kathy just does not have enough credit cards and she doesn't use them. <laughs> I know you need more lines of credit. Yeah. yeah. It's like so, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what, what would be one um, tip, I guess, from each of you for someone who has dreamed of doing what you're doing to say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a sabbatical or whatever. I want to travel the world. What would you say is the most important thing to look at first? Having somebody to travel with helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, explain that a little because I know you guys have your unique, you know, you bring your kind of your unique abilities to travel. Mark, I know you do a lot of the planning. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, traveling around, it's something obviously people can do solo. Um, maybe if I was 10 years younger, right out of college or something, I would love staying in hostels and right. all the time. But when you're traveling, um, one of the hardest things about it is you don't get to see your close friends all the time. So, mm being able to have somebody that uh, you get along with really well. And in this case, love, um, it makes traveling <laughs> so much smoother, that much better. We run into problems. We're able to work it out. It's a good test of a relationship. And sure. um, yeah, it's worked out well. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> <That's good. Yeah. laughs> uh, what about you, Maggie? What would be one tip you'd have for oh, someone yeah. who's thinking? Yeah, really, I guess for me, like, like you said earlier, I, w- I was working remotely for most of it. And I really enjoyed that. I think that that's, that's a trying to find employment opportunities or, or jobs. And I think now, like, you know, in a, in a COVID world, there's a lot more of those opportunities to work remotely. That's been Absolutely. just an amazing opportunity for me. You know what I mean? Being able to be location independent and finding mm. either building up the skills that you need um, to to find those kind of jobs or, or just finding companies that are open to that kind of thing, even if it's, you know, part-time work, I mean, is, is, is a pretty amazing opportunity, especially if you are coming from someplace like the U S um, and able to kind of go somewhere else where you, your money goes a little bit farther. I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing opportunity. Um, and that's, and, and it, it's enjoyable. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed working and traveling because it, you know, we go slower that way. Hmm. I kind of get to find, okay, what would my rhythm be in this country or in the city? You know what I mean? So it'd be like, okay, I have to find my coffee shops that I like to go to, you know, in pre
pre-COVID world. Yeah, where's the where, Wi-Fi? Where, yeah, where do I get my Wi-Fi? Where do I work? Like, okay, get into your rhythm. Okay, like work's done. Like, let's go get a drink or happy hour or whatever. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a unique experience that's different than a vacation experience and one that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it almost seems like it's easier now after all this pandemic and people learning how to use Zoom and go to mm-hmm. meeting and Skype yeah. and FaceTime and all that stuff. And, yeah. And just yeah, I think there's going to be a big opportunity for a lot of people who maybe traditionally didn't have a job that, that would allow that. This is kind of like accelerated that trend of being like, no, you can't. Like, you don't have to be in an office. You don't have to, like, you can do that on a Skype call. You know what I mean? So I, I'm excited to, for other people to have that opportunity that I've had so far. Awesome. Yeah. And one of the ways that your partnership worked is that, um, you know, Mark would kind of scout this, the city while you were working, uh, yeah. you know, from nine to five, you're, you're working with us. And then he'd come back and say, okay, I found all the cool things, all the cool restaurants and, and be able to take you there in the afternoons and on weekends. Yeah. It's quite a gift. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Because that, that is really, it seems like the fear of the unknown is why a lot of people won't travel and the places that you've gone, I'm like, are you sure that's safe? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it has been, right? Nope. Yeah, haven't yeah. had any problems. Planning planning is important, but having a lot of flexibility is important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you run into opportunities you weren't expecting and then be able to say, hey, that sounds like fun, let's go do that. Or following things like currency around the world, you can find, you know, when, the dollar is very strong in a certain area, um, not in this case right now, but it's a good time to head to Europe when exchange rates are quite quite favorable and you can save yeah. a lot of money that way as well. Another great another great hack. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of them. <laughs> right, yeah, it's like an investing hack in a way. Yep. That's really cool. That's great. Well, you guys are definitely living real well, no doubt. Yeah, and then like in some ways you're totally untethered, you know, and 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 yet at the same time you're building a real estate portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important for people to understand is, um, you know, you you well, let me put it this way: someone just asked me again, does it make sense to buy an investment property or a primary? And the answer is, well, it just depends. But mm-hmm. with the with the investment property, you get way more benefits. You get all the tax benefits that you wouldn't get on a primary. And, uh, and you've got someone else paying off your debt for you, but you still have a foundation, something mm-hmm. to come back to if you need to, right? Yep. Or, or that's building your future while you're building your current life, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think it just depends on the, on the circumstance. Like you said, you know, some people like know exactly the neighborhood, the city, the town, like where they want to live and, and, and die. You know what I mean? And that's, that's cool when you find like that space and those roots. But if you're kind of someone like us who were a little more nomadic in general and just kind of like different experiences. We don't really have one place that we like to stay and we only want to be there. Like we, we like the flexibility to kind of jump around and, and see all these different places and visit, you know, every, our friends and family, wherever they are. So yeah, it, it, buying a rental definitely made a lot of sense. I don't think it would have made any sense for me to make it, to buy a primary, like at this mm-hmm. stage in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, what's cool is that with people who can work remotely now, they could buy their primary because mm-hmm. it's only 3% down if they do and live there for a period of time and then rent it out so they can get the benefit of that loan for a primary residence. But a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to stay in that home forever. You yep. can get a loan for your primary, but you can still rent it out in the future if you move. Exactly. It's like the old don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait, but you could yeah. buy real estate and travel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we are, I know now you're somewhat settled in, in Cleveland, right? You're yep. renting there At least now. for the next six months. <laughs> six months until things open up again. And you quarantined in Ireland, is that right? Uh, Scotland, yeah. Oh, Scotland. Yeah. yeah, when everything kind of started uh, shutting down, we were in India. Um, and then we decided to kind of move into Scotland and kind of, we thought we could wait it out there for a couple of months. Uh, and we're hoping, okay, maybe in three months, we'll be able to kind of continue our travels, but yeah, they just kind of saw the writing on the wall that we weren't going to be able to go anywhere. So we're like, okay, let's go back to the States and go, you know, see family and friends. But yeah, we've kind of just uh, decided to be stationary for a little while. Mark's from around here. Um, and it's a city that I, I love visiting. Um, I never spent a winter here. So I wanted to see if I could like handle like a Cleveland cold winter. And so far it's been <laughs> awesome. I'm digging the snow. So nice. that, was, that was kind of the plan. So we'll be here until May. <laughs> then we'll see what, what we do after that. Super cool. I'm just curious. There's a lot, there's been a lot of criticism of the U.S. and how we've handled this coronavirus situation. You have traveled the entire world and could probably see how different countries have handled it. Would you say it's true that we are more irresponsible or is, has the U.S. handled it the same way other countries have? <laughs> um, I mean, so uh, have we handled it the way? I, okay, so we came back in June. So we didn't really spend a lot of time in other countries, but we were in, in, in Thailand, and India when it was first kind of starting to ramp up in March. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were in Scotland uh, for March to, to June. So I, I would say I feel comfortable kind of comparing Scotland to the US. Maybe I couldn't say how the rest of the world is doing to the oh, US. World. Yeah, experience. Uh, but Scotland definitely in the beginning of the pandemic uh, shut down uh, significantly more than I was seeing in the US. Maybe not California, I wasn't, wasn't in California specifically. I feel like they, pretty early on, we're trying to do lockdowns and social yeah. distancing. Um, when we got to Scotland, it was very like, you knew it was a pandemic, like mm. things weren't open, stuff was closed, people were staying away from each other. You didn't see like so much of the hoarding of like supplies there. Um, mm. They definitely had like signs on like store windows that say like, hey, only take two rolls of toilet paper. Like you don't need all of that toilet paper. <laughs> and <laughs> people actually listened. That kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you want to go? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's hard to judge. Um, yeah. You're seeing how a lot of places in Europe handle things and now they're having a surge just mm -hmm. like we are. Um, so maybe that's weather related. You know, people are more indoors when it gets cold outside. Um, right. And then there's that balance of keeping the economy open or shutting things down. Yeah. Um, other countries Shutting things are, down yeah. could work, but you also need to give austerity to the people so that they have the money to stay home and hunker down. You can't just shut the economy down, tell everyone to stay home and, you know, not give them anything to yeah. get them through that period. Tough call. Yeah. Are, are other countries that, you know, of, uh, more active in, in that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least as far as, you know, Western countries, um, Canada, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Canada, France, France, Germany, France. places like that. Um, you know, they've covered cost of the employer, so people can keep getting paid, and they'll have a job once things open back up. Um, Interesting. And you know, they're trying to do things here with stimulus checks and expanded unemployment and things like that, but it doesn't really catch everybody and keep things going necessarily. Oh, the six hundred dollars isn't isn't going to get. 
very lucky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, at least seven percent of this latest bill is, is going to cover uh, cover the individual. <laughs> <laughs> the rest goes to whatever. All right. <laughs> and we're in different countries, so you know, six hundred dollars in California is not going to go as far as six hundred dollars in say Nebraska. So there's some issues there too with us being such a big and diverse country. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. Good point. All nice. right. Well, wonderful to see you again. We've got Maggie coming back on board at Real Wealth as a consultant. We're excited for that. And uh, this will give you something to do while you're hunkered down in Cleveland. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than scraping a windshield. <laughs> it's a mild 40s today. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. It was so good to see you guys. And I hope to see you in person sometime. Soon. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see you guys when it's safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your insights and inspiration. I can't wait to hear which of our listeners uh, decides to take off and live their dream. Just like, yeah. Or how many? (laughs) How many? Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for joining us here on the real wealth show. We'd love to hear about your real wealth story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you have one, you can just reach out to Tanya, I guess, Tanya at realwealth.com. That's T O N Y A. We'd love to interview you to find out how you're living real wealth. Yep. Or how you plan to live real wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to hear about your goals as well. Yeah, wonderful. And again, you can go to realwealthshows.com to see this many past episodes. Have a wonderful new year. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.